You're listening to Through the Funnel, where we demystify Chinese medicine. I'm your host, Mallory Jaimo, and this is episode number three. Hi, welcome. Today, I'm going to be answering one of the most popular questions that I receive when I'm in session with a patient. And that question is, what does my tongue tell you? What do you see when you look at my tongue? Before I answer that question, I always find myself pausing for a little bit simply because the answer to this question is so loaded. There is a lot of information to be said and gathered and received about the state of someone's tongue. But at the same time, it's also very simple to break this information down and to get a basics, basic basis for your own simple tongue diagnosis. The tongue does change on a second to second basis from minute to minute and even day to day. So it's a wonderful tool that's going to help us understand our internal resources and physiology as they change frequently. My patients, when we're in session, they know that I'm going to be looking at their tongue several times, often twice, if not three to five times, because as you're receiving treatment, your tongue is going to show the changes in the body with your acupuncture treatment. The tongue goes with a pair to the pulse. So these two systems for diagnosis and treatment, I would say, and I know many practitioners would agree with me, that they're two of the most highly sophisticated systems for diagnosis and treatment. And really what that means is they give us an abundance of information that is not only going to help us in diagnostic and treatment, but it's also going to help the patient to understand how things are changing in the body. And I'm going to get to that as we make our way through this episode today. So both the tongue and pulse are going to help us to understand what Chinese medicine would consider our inner landscape. So what's going on in the body? What is the function that's happening? What's the disharmony that's happening? And how does that relate to the internal channel systems, meridians, and organs in the body? The pulse and the tongue both provide us with an understanding of the state of resources in the body. Those resources are going to include things like chi, blood, and fluids. So to just distinguish here for you, you have your internal channel systems, which are going to be the meridians that we all talk about and know really well, as well as the organs. And within those channel systems and organs are what will flow as far as I'm considering your resources, that's going to be the chi, the blood, and the fluids. So it's going to make up the substance that's within those channels, meridians, and then, of course, your organs. This might feel like a lot of information, but we're going to keep it pretty simple here to you for you today. And I really want to encourage you while you're listening to this episode to grab a mirror, um, go look in the mirror, 
and check out your tongue. Check out the top as well as the bottom. I'm only going to be talking about the top today. And I will also be going into the pulse in another episode. So be on the lookout for that one. Let me give you an example of what the tongue can show us. So if you are someone who suffers from skin issues or you know someone that does, things like acne, psoriasis, eczema, and even rashes, when we look at the tongue, we're typically going to see redness or dryness in a particular area of the tongue, just depending on the dermatological issue presenting on the skin. So what this means is if you have heat in the skin, like acne and rashes, you're probably going to show some redness on the tongue. And then if you have, if you tend more towards like eczema and and, um, psoriasis, then you're going to show more dryness in the area, in particular areas of the tongue. So we know in Chinese medicine that most everything that's showing up on the external body is going to be an internal issue. And this is where the West and the East disagree because you're going to go see a dermatologist who's going to treat you topically for an internal issue. The truth is that your skin is an orifice, just like your nose and your bowels, as well as your bladder. So those are areas where your body can get out, move out, vent out discomfort and pathogens within the body. So it's going to take what's inside and throw it out to the skin like trash. So it's wanting to get that toxicity out because your skin is an orifice. So when we look at the tongue and we're working with somebody who has these types of skin issues, we're also going to be looking for the tongue to change. It's either going to reduce in redness or increase moisture to aid in the dryness simply because the body internally is going to start to change physiologically to support the healing of the root of that skin issue from the inside out. Let's get into some of the specifics of how the tongue is divided to represent the organs and the channel systems. So it's going to appear and follow how the body is structured from top to bottom. So the front one third of your tongue, which is going to be pretty much like the very tip of it, is going to represent your fire elements, which are going to be your heart your and your small intestine. The center, um, a little bit behind the front, not quite center, is going to be your lungs. And then followed behind that within the center, the middle of the body is going to be your digestive system, your intestines, your spleen, your stomach, and your pancreas. Along the sides, so once we kind of get past that second part for the lungs, you're going to find a representation of your liver and your gallbladder. And then the root or the rear, the very back of the tongue, is going to represent your kidney as well as your urinary bladder. 
So when it comes to tongue and pulse diagnosis, and when you're looking at your own tongue, I want you to first consider, which is what a practitioner of Chinese medicine always considers, is going to be the eight principles. So if you're not familiar with the eight principles, I cover them in detail in episode one. So go ahead and make note to listen to that episode. So just for like a quick review, the eight principles are really all about the use of opposites. So we use them in diagnosis, we use them in treatment, and they're applicable to all of daily life. So these eight principles include four pairs, and they are made up of excess and deficiency. So you can think of it more than and less than. Hot and cold, so is a second pair. The third pair is going to be internal and external. Is this an internal issue or is this an external issue? And then the kind of umbrella terminology that covers all of them but has its own representation is going to be yin and yang. So yin is rest and yang is activity and movement. And everybody's familiar with the Taiji symbol, so that symbol that has white on one side, black on another, and then the appropriate opposition of dots on each side is going to represent yin within yang and yang within yin, so rest within activity and activity within rest. So when we apply the eight principles to tongue diagnosis, it sounds like this. There is excess on the tongue like a thick coat. Or maybe it's extremely dry tongue with no coat. So we're going to say that that's a deficiency state. So perhaps the tongue might be very pale and that's going to indicate cold. Or the tongue can be really red, which is going to tell us that there's heat in the system. So anytime we think about the tongue, again, we're always thinking about the internal body. In addition to the eight principles, we're also going to be considering four main criteria when looking at the tongue, and we're going to be applying the eight principles to these four criteria. So those four are going to be the color of the tongue, which we've already talked about, as well as the shape, so the different shapes that the tongue is going to take, as well as the coat, and the fourth is going to be moisture. So we're looking for color, the shape, the coat, and how much moisture, or as I was referring to earlier, the resources that are going to be on the tongue. So let's take a look at each of these individually. The color is going to tell us the condition of chi and blood in the body, which are considered your resources. So Western and Eastern medicine are going to agree on this sign. In Western medicine, a pale tongue could indicate something really extreme like anemia. In Eastern medicine, it does reflect the condition of the blood, but we would then go into our eight principles and ask ourselves, is there an excess of blood or is there a deficiency of blood? Is there hot blood or is there cold blood? And blood can even stagnate. So is there stagnated blood? The most common colors that we're going to see that are going to represent what the blood is going to be doing, the chi and blood are going to be doing, are pale, pink, red, deep red, purple, blue, and even gray. 
a normal tongue is going to be this nice pale pink. It's quite pleasing to look at. A uh, red or deep red tongue is going to give us varying degrees of heat. The purple tongue is going to indicate stagnated blood, which is really associated with some pain or discomfort um, in the body, and it can be acute or even chronic, right? So if your blood is stagnating, there's going to be some pain in a particular area because your chi and your blood can't move smoothly. It's like a car crash in your system. Blue and gray are going to tell us that there's varying degrees of cold in the body, and that's also going to depend on how acute or chronic the issue is going to be. The second criteria is going to be the shape, and that's going to give us information about an excess, a deficiency, as well as the state of blood and chi in the body. So some examples of the shape are going to be thin, swollen, stiff, flaccid, long, short, cracked. You can have a shaking tongue, you can have a deviated tongue, and you can have a tongue with teeth marks. I'm not going to go through all of these, but <clears throat> let's just do a couple examples. So thin is often considered a deficiency and can indicate heat. So I'm talking about thinness from top to bottom, but then also thinness from side to side. So looking at it side to side from the corners of your mouth or top to bottom from the top of like the roof of, roof of your mouth to the bottom. A swollen tongue is going to be the opposite. So it's going to indicate more excess and that can be typically excess of cold, but it can also indicate some excess of heat too. So you can have swelling just like when you bump your toe and it swells really big, but it's still hot. Your tongue can do something similar as well in representation of that excess. A cracked tongue is going to indicate deficiency, and that's typically going to lead us into heat simply because a cracked tongue is going to tell us that body doesn't have sufficient resources, chi, blood, and fluids. Teeth marks is going to tell us that there's some sort of chi deficiency, which simply means that the body, again, doesn't have enough chi energy resources, and this can show up in acute or chronic deficient uh, chronic issues. You'll see if you look at any actors or uh, singers' tongues that they often have teeth marks in the lung position, which is going to be second to the front behind the tip of the tongue because they're constantly using their voice. They're constantly singing. So you're going to see this kind of like gathering and pinching that happens in the tongue. Let's go ahead and move on to the coat. So the coat primarily represents the state of the digestive system. And again, that's going to include everything from your stomach to your liver and your gallbladder, as well as the large and small intestine. A healthy tongue is going to have a thin white coat, and it's going to indicate what we all would assume it's going to indicate that the digestive system is functioning optimally. Some examples of common coats that we see are going to be a thin coat, a really thick coat, a shiny one, a dry coat, oftentimes no coat. And then you can also have coating that appears in different areas of the body, whether that's going to be 
the root of the tongue, just the center of the tongue. The coat can appear on the sides of the tongue and even in the front of the tongue. So back in the beginning when I talked about the organ and meridian placement, each of those organs and meridians are going to show the state of the fluids that they each have and how they are best able to mobilize and transport and use those particular fluids or not if it's showing an excess in that particular area of the body. This is a really good place where I want to divulge a little bit and talk about tongue scraping. So in Chinese medicine, we don't necessarily recommend scraping the tongue in a vigorous way that is talked about in other modalities with the metal tool. You can clean your tongue with a soft bristle brush, but your tongue is creating the coat that it's creating for a reason. And it almost acts like not only information, but also can act like a band-aid for the body. And when you scrape the tongue, taking off that coat, you are stripping your body of a band-aid, of a resource that it created potentially in effort to protect itself. So an example of this would be somebody who has like a stomach ulcer and they have a constant thick coat on their tongue. Well, this just tells us that their body is creating the coat in order to protect the ulcer so that the body can heal from the heal the ulcer from the inside out. When you strip the body of any sort of protection or physiological mechanism for healing, then the body is going to have to go back and heal it again. So it's like scraping off a scab on the body. I personally rarely clean my tongue maybe once or twice a week, and I just do a couple quick sweeps with my toothbrush. So I'm not going in there and trying to remove any sort of layer from the tongue. You also want to consider that your taste buds are on the tongue and they're on the most superficial layer of the tongue. So you're scraping away and agitating and potentially even injuring the taste buds that are going to be on your tongue. So just reconsider why you're tongue scraping, how you're tongue scraping, how it feels when you tongue scrape, if it is something that you want to continue doing, or maybe even start doing if it's not something that you're yet doing. Okay, let's go into the moisture of the tongue, which is going to go along with the coating, and that's going to indicate the state of body fluids. So you can have your normal tongue, which I mentioned when we were talking about the coat, is going to have some moisture to it. And that's going to indicate that we've got good transformation and transportation of the fluids as well as resources, chi and blood in the body. A very wet tongue can indicate that that transformation and transportation is compromised which can indicate a number of things being that you have a chi deficiency, and it can also indicate an accumulation of dampness. And then we can, again, if there's no moisture on the tongue, then it's going to be dry, which is going to indicate that there's some heat in the body. 
and that the body simply just doesn't have enough resources that are going to fill the body with simply what it needs. And one of the places where we get resources is from food and drink. And that is the primary place where our body is then going to be able to provide good resources, fluids, energy to the body that's going to keep us functioning in the most simplest form. So the moisture is going to be really simple. And as I mentioned before, it is going to kind of pair with the coating of the tongue. So the tongue changes consistently. I want to encourage you to look at it. If you haven't already, keep an eye on it, maybe throughout the day. Take a look at it when you cook at home versus when you eat and go out. Take a look at it uh, first thing in the morning and in the evening. You're definitely going to see some changes there from the rest and digest and detoxification period that happens when we sleep. And then you're also going to see a difference at the end of the day when we've gone through an entire day of eating, enjoyment, stress, community, and different states of fluids that's going to be coming in, especially if you are a coffee drinker, a soda drinker, um, you know, if you're somebody who just drinks water, if you're someone who lacks in electrolytes, all of those types of resources that we take in, whether it be food and drink or even in communion with people, is going to affect the state of our tongue because our body is also reflective and our tongue in particular is also reflective of the emotional and mental state that we carry throughout our lives and go through. So we can see emotional heat and deficiencies and the eight principles on the tongue as well, which is really interesting. And I can save that for another episode, or if you have questions on that or any questions at all related to the tongue, please feel free to send me an email at hello at sourcemedicinalarts.com. If you want to send me a picture of your tongue, go ahead. We can always do a video and review some tongues. Even if you want to send me a picture of a celebrity's tongue or you know somebody that you know with their permission, feel free to do that. As always, thank you so much for listening. I hope that you found the information about the tongue informative, but I also hope that it encourages you to take a look at your tongue often and review the internal state of your body, your resources, which then may also cause you to take a look at some of the routines and habits and patterns that you have that might be affecting the state of your tongue or even some of those patterns and habits that you don't have that can be applied and implemented to help the state of your tongue. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Through the Funnel. I hope you found something useful. If you have and you like what you've heard, share around and leave a review on Apple. To get in touch, learn more about me and my classes, visit my website at sourcemedicinalarts.com. Till next time.